welcome to another episode of Health Affairs This Week. I'm Jessica Bylander. And I'm Vabren Watt. It was a big week for advancing health equity. Uh, For one, the White House rolled out its plans for advancing racial equity. Among the steps, there's four executive orders that were signed by President Biden. Um, They're aimed at redressing racially discriminatory federal housing policies, um, which have, as we know, contributed to wealth inequality for generations. They'll end the use of private prisons, which is a huge deal. They'll respect tribal sovereignty and strengthen the relationships between tribes in the U.S., which are afraid to say the least. And they're aimed at combating xenophobia against Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders. Um, And Biden also took some other steps, such as rolling back the ban that Trump had put in place against um, diversity and inclusion trainings um, for federal employees. Yes, this is very big for the White House to do this. I think uh, as a diversity and equity practitioner, I really liked how he addressed all the different populations who have been marginalized since, you know, the creation of this country. So, you know, kudos to the to this White House administration for really making this a part of their platform. And a very just a very different messaging than than the previous administration. It's true. So on the same day, Health Affairs also announced its new project to advance health equity. Um, and so this has been in the works for a little while at the Journal, and you're leading this project, Fabe, and it's actually it's a really big deal. So as you know, maybe tell us a little bit more about it. Yeah. So Health Affairs for a while, actually, if, if you read our blog from our editor in chief, Alan Weil, for a while we have been really interested in really advancing equity within scholarly publishing, particularly as it relates to health services research and policy. And so last year in 2020, we actually received funding from two organizations to actually commit to this plan. And so with that being said, the first thing that they wanted to do was they wanted to hire someone who um, was a diversity and and, um, equity practitioner which was me. So I came in in September and to really just move the plan forward. And so the the plan is basically broken down into three elements, which include equitable participation. That's increasing diversity among authors, reviewers and editors based on race and ethnicity and other identifiers down the line, such as gender and affiliated academic academic institutions Two, um, new voices. We really want to incorporate new uh, voices talking about health equity. And that relates to, as I said, those institutions who we haven't heard the voices of, and also as well as those community organizations who are trying to advance equity. And then third, we have to do an introspection within health affairs, because as we know, a lot of the things that we get are dependent upon the people that that, that work there. How do they uh, perceive data that's being presented? So we want to address our own biases um, as part of the publishing enterprise. Yeah, we're first of all so excited to have you on board. Um, I I'm extremely excited about this initiative, and it's ambitious, and it will make us, I think, uncomfortable in some ways. And we there are a lot of details to figure out. So, um, you know, what are some of the specific programs that you're most excited about that are part of this initiative? I know for me, one of the programs that I think could make such a huge difference is um, 
the, the idea of a mentorship program for health equity researchers of color to expose them to health affairs and kind of guide them through the publishing process because it is, uh, you know, it, it it's complicated. It doesn't always, you know, there's so much behind the scenes work as I know as an editor that is not clear to researchers. So, you know, why is this taking so long? You know, how do I respond to comments that um, say opposite things? And so um, I'm really excited about that. I know that there's going to be a lot of nitty gritty de details to work out, but I think that could be just to make a huge difference in terms of who even thinks like to publish in health affairs? You know, that is very important. That's one of the things that we really want to do is really expose, you, you know, as I mentioned, those health services researchers who are not historically represented within health affairs. And that is through mentorship program, career advancement programs, pretty much where we will, you know, intentionally, and I always say intentionally, because when you dismantle you know, race, racially biased practices, which are sometimes, you know, unconscious, you really have to be in, intentional and in really dismantling those practices. For example, we really have to do intentional outreach to those researchers of color, really to expose them to health affairs. Everyone doesn't know what health affairs is. And then we also have to bring them in. That's where the mentorship program comes in, as you were saying, to really guide them on like the process. Because some some of those researchers do not know the health affairs process. So when you're intentional about, you know, guiding someone, helping them along, introducing them to other authors and reviewers from from health affairs, as well as introducing them to the staff, you know, it, it really tears down barriers. Yeah. And I think another huge issue is um, this was written about recently, I think, in The New York Times is, is just we don't know the diversity necessarily of our authors and reviewers. You know, we, we know some off the top of our head, but we don't capture that data, um, unfortunately. So so I know that's going to be a piece going forward. Yes. Yeah, yes. And and, and and the New York Times article, I mean, they, they laid it out. You know, a lot of journals have these diversity clauses this, that say, we believe in diversity. And then I remember for that particular article, I think it was written in um, October, November, the writer asks the question, oh, so what are the uh, the demographics of your journal? And I think only like two people, I mean, two uh, companies could answer that question. Right. And so moving forward, I was talking to, you know, the people here at, at Health Affairs. I said, you cannot advance equity if you do not know who's publishing. So it's very important that we implement a query in the submission portal about each author and how they self-identify. Yeah, just to get our baseline and for reviewers as well, that's another key part um, who's reviewing these papers. And um, so that'll be that'll be just, I think will make a huge difference. And like you said, we have to be very intentional about it. You can't just say that you're interested in equity and diversity and then just wait, wait for things to roll in. You have to, you have to be extremely intentional. Um, and yeah, I really enjoyed your blog and Alan's blog and I hope readers check them out. Um, so what have been some of the reactions so far for to the launch of this new project? So the reactions have been mixed. There have been a lot of people giving, you know, kudos to Health Affairs for making this, you know, statement and for launching this project. It, it like you said, it's very ambitious. It is, it is also bold. I think in the blog, the title was, you know, dismantling racism unapologetically. And but then there's also people 
who did, you know, bring up the question, are you only going to focus on racial equity? And the, the, the answer to that is actually no, but you have to take equity to advance equity. You have to take it step by step. So for two to three years, it may deal with race. And then, you know, two to three years later, we deal with gender. And then we move on through there. Just working in different spaces of equity prior to health affairs, you cannot answer everything at one time. People would be overwhelmed because equity is a broad uh, topic. You know, it deals with race, ethnicity. It deals with gender. It, it deals with sexual orientation. Disability. It with yes. Disability. Yes, it, it, it deals with, you know, geographical background. Because one of the things that, you know, I, I brought up during one of our meetings was that in health affairs, we don't want to be known as the journal who always published from like five particular schools. You really have to get diversity as it relates to institutions and just the geography of various places. Because, and, and, and it's common for companies to do this. I, I worked at, a, at, at an educational-based uh, company before. We noticed that we will always go to our, you know, uh, Massachusetts area or our LA area or our Washington, D.C., Baltimore area to really get educational content. So we just really have to look at things through, through the diversity lens and like every aspect of life. Right. I mean, the, the, all the populations that, that we could focus on are hugely important, but I understand, I understand the need to, to focus somewhere, you know, to start somewhere. And I think racial equity um, makes it makes a lot of sense. It's so important. It's among the top issues in our country today, but since since its founding, and um, and I, I'm excited to start there and then grow in our coverage of other populations. And and we we've published, um, we continue to publish on on diversity in many respects. But but so so to to focus on racial equity in the beginning, I think makes sense. Race. And racism has been the fabric of this this country, as uh, someone um, told me before. Racism is just as American as apple pie and football, right? And so it has been embedded in our foundation, and it has really been pervasive throughout various you know enterprises, various institutional and organizational structures. And you know, this is something like we said that's that's literally 400 years in. So we're not going to solve this problem within a couple of months or even a year or with even 50 years. Right. So we have to really be intentional. Right. It's, 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 um, you know, we're launching this project, but it's, it's a goal for the organization forever. It's going yes. to grow and change and, and it's not going to be like the project's over, this initiative's over. We're, we're building it into the fabric basically of health affairs. Exactly. We're 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 trying to achieve it, but you got to go beyond achieving. You have to, you know, you have to go through, you know, make sure that it's sustained and that you're continually advancing things because this the discriminatory practices changes throughout the years. It does. So we got to make sure that we continue to advance it. And that is relative to today. So I think that's a good place to wrap up. Yeah. So if anyone is interested in learning more about the Equity Project and Health Affairs, go to our website or see the links in the show notes. Thanks for listening. And if you enjoyed it, tell a friend.